Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined this evening by Giggles coming to us live from beautiful, beautiful Clonmel. We're seeing the best of Clonmel actually because it's inside Giggles' uh, in-law's house. That's as good as it gets in Clonmel. Welcome along, Giggles. Thanks, you. We've got- Artwork here for sale in the background. The mother-in-law paints. That's lovely Ardmore there. The artwork is actually very nice. To be fair, if you can't see it obviously on, on the podcast, but five stars for the artwork from. Um... Good use of the watercolors there. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've also got Shani on the line. Shani, welcome along. Thanks, lads. Great to be here again. Great to be here again. Yes, we still still in lockdown here in Melbourne. Giggles living freezer bird back in beautiful Ireland, um, and he got to soak up the Ireland final on Sunday. We're obviously going to have a look back at that. That game, I haven't spoken to Shawnee since, deliberately so, to keep it nice and fresh for the podcast tonight. Um, and we've got a special Giggles Corner as well, and it's our, actually our 90th episode. Um, so it's our fourth year and 90th episode, so it's fair going, 90 episodes in, it's hard to believe. Well done, Giggles, and well Giggles, done, Shawnee. And Giggles has a hard stop, so we've got a time constraint today. Yes, we're on a 40-minute episode, Max. Giggles has a hard stop. He has the lunch at 12 o'clock. He's having pumpkin soup and brown bread made by his mother-in-law. So we got <laughs> got to have it all left up by then. No, I know about her. He's championship at the weekend. Championship at the weekend. Yes, Giggles, championship at the weekend. Are you excited about that? I am. I, I don't know if I'm going to be playing junior or senior yet. Uh, I'd say probably junior, but we'll see. You never know. We might get one or two more injuries. I might get in there. <laughs> yeah, but look, even if you do play the junior on Friday, right? Just say that's the count, and you light that up. You you pro- you will be drafted in for for Sunday. We tug out anyway for the Sunday, yeah. Um, it's funny actually because you can only have five hundred at a game. So even on the WhatsApp group now, the players get the option to get two tickets, but you have to order them by the Wednesday for you know if you want to have your mum and dad go to the match. Jeez. You can't just rock up to a, a club match these days. It'll be sell out for it'll be sell out for your return giggles. Hashtag giggles back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into yeah, this. We'll see how we go. I, I, yeah, keep us posted, giggles. Any on that on the WhatsApp? I'm um, Shawnee's going to do a bit of an Insta story over the weekend of your of of, of the comeback. So keep an eye on the Academia Instagram for for all the latest on on Liz Moore Liz Moore's outing over the weekend. So let let's get into this because giggles is under pressure as always. He actually just dropped off to the show the last day. At the end, never even said goodbye. He's so busy back there. <laughs> so no no one, no one even noticed any as all the one. But um, let's let let's get straight into it here now and look back at. Limerick's magnificent two in a row. Traveling in a fight on a hippie trail head full of zombies. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. Okay, so we had we obviously had caught locked on with us last week. It was great to have him on. I wonder what way he ended up watching it up in Sydney. Shawnee. I was well, like, he did text. He did text, text me at the end of the game, and he said, "I feel sorry for you going on the podcast, the podcast next week." He says, <laughs> and "I says any chance you'll come with me?" He says, "Not all." <laughs> yeah, look, Charlie, look, we were, I rang you just beforehand. You were still feeling optimistic. First five, oh, yeah. first five minutes in, roller coaster start. But and I, I look, I've actually rewatched it. I don't know, Shani, have you have you rewatched it? Three times. The All Ireland. Yeah. I'll give you an interesting fact. Anytime Kenny have lost Ireland, I've never watched it again. I could never bring myself to watching them Ireland to lose. And I don't know, Shani, how you watched that one back. 
Oh, very hard, very hard, very hard. The second time, and mind the third time. <laughs> you must be going through a kind of a penance, were you? Like punishing yourself to rewatch uh, that. I'll have you flagellation or something. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, but interesting. Yeah. Fifty fifteen minutes in, right? I felt Limerick had that this game under control, and I was really, really worried about Cork. But on the scoreboard at the time, there was only like a point in it or even level at that stage. But you could just kind of feel Cork were under ma- massive pressure, even okay. though. They were in it score wise. Did you feel the same that first fifteen minutes? Yeah, like I, to go back to to my actual headspace in in that moment in real time, I I was like that. I would felt like you know Cork were hanging in there, big time. Like the puck outs were just being swarmed. Like they were getting the puck outs out, but lads were like they were jittery because of the pressure they were under. They, the six four were just swarming onto them, not letting them out. The second ball was barely getting to midfield, and then the third ball was being broken down and back in again. So when we did get some overlap and run, yeah, we got some fruits out of it. But you just, I never had a good feeling, never had a good feeling at all from the start of the game. The minute the first tackle went in, I was like, oh, they've come, they've come here big time. And like the occasion just looked like a pioneer actually texted me in the parade and he said, the lads look very nervous. And I still had the positivity glasses on. Like, I was like, no, no, we'll be all right. But, like, you know, he was right. Like, you know, they just were just completely overwhelmed. It, the occasion probably got to them. Um, You know, looking looking back on my prediction last week and everything, you know, I was had the, the 2018. I made the point about eight changes from the car team, two from Limerick. But, like, Limerick have moved on those steps. You know, there's four or five steps up from Cork. Yes, Cork have got new players in and better players in, but they're not at that level. Like, they're just... Limerick are on a different planet at the moment. Yeah. And look, and it's not it's not also to say, like, you know, one game doesn't define a team, but, like, the whole year has defined Limerick, if you see the results throughout the year as well. Yeah, I think... I think, look, the way the game now as well is it is broken into quarters. It is four quarters, right? And we look at that second quarter and you, you talk about how ravenous Limerick were. You could see it in them. We we, we kind of we touched on it. Is if Limerick got up that four five six points, you felt it was going to be gone, and mm. all of a sudden Limerick then came out in that second quarter. Just started, you know, they had all from play. I think they had, I think it was two twelve from play. They had by the twenty first or twenty second minute, something ridiculous like that, mm. and all of a sudden it was six points. Then it was seven points. Then it was eight points, and going up, and it was up up up, and it was gone. Like it was, it was gone even before that goal went in on the button, which was obviously an absolute killer. That that second Gerard Herity goal giggles, like like going in half time to whatever it was thirteen points down. Like it's not worse than Ireland finally being over half time for a neutral, but you could not be anything but in awe of what Limerick had done in that first half. Yeah, well, the, the one thing I was kind of thinking about afterwards, I was like, when Cork started the Shamazland, it was a bit of a fight went on. Like Limerick went course at that stage to score about three forty, right? They were like I was thinking like and then that happened and it really threw Limerick off their stride. And I, I know Watford did it as well, and maybe Watford were four weeks in a row and they weren't able to maintain it. And Cork's game plan, they just decided that they weren't going to engage in any sort of fight whatsoever with Limerick. And that just in hindsight, right? Hindsight's a great thing. Allowed Limerick to walk all over him, which was which was awful, right? So I think if Cork had their time back over again, they'd have had to got up into to Limerick's face because it, it seemed like Cork's game plan was to go around Limerick and 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 be nice about it, and 
Limerick's game plan was to be absolutely root, ruthless. Yeah. And they just went straight through him for a shortcut. It, 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 was, it was terrible from a Cork perspective. I don't think if they played again tomorrow, the defeat wouldn't have... Limerick could still win, but Cork wouldn't lose by that much or in that much of an embarrassing fashion, I, I don't think. Yeah, no, I think you're, you're. I think he's right, Aaron. They didn't engage. I think Cork wanted, didn't want to do that because that's exactly what they did in the semi-final, the Munster final, Munster semi-final. They, they didn't, you know, push up on, on Limerick and made them try and chase them. But Lim, like, it just like, I don't know. At the time, I thought, you know, Limerick weren't that good, and everyone was saying, you know, Limerick are only in third gear. I couldn't see it, mm-hmm. but I guess it's, you know, it's <laughs> obvious now. But it's, it's obviously if you look back at their games as well, like. The uh, the monster final, you know that stepping up into another gear. The game against Wad or against Waterford, where Waterford threw everything at them in the first quarter, and then just they just taken over again. Cork yeah. wanted to use that pace and get around it, but I can't remember outside from Shane Kingston. I can't, and even after watching it, there was nobody that actually broke away from their men and tried to burn them. Like Jack O'Connor got nothing all day. He typified he typified the negative Cork attitude for me to be honest in the first half. He nearly at one stage threw the hurley down because he miscontrolled the ball or something like that. And I was like, geez, that's very unlike somebody of, of a man who was going for nearly an all-star before the All-Ireland final. Um he just wasn't in it. And maybe it was because he was getting battered around the place by those monsters, those six Limerick defenders, they're all huge. Um, he couldn't get into the game and he got frustrated but it seemed to happen very early and for me when I saw that I was like something's not right with this Cork team today now I think you can put it down to their jitters and their nerves or you can put it down to the massive brilliance and yeah. power and pace of Limerick and I think it's more to do with the latter in terms of the brilliance and power and pace of Limerick just frustrating Cork and I don't think Cork were ready for what was going to happen but do you know what? I went back and I rewatched the first half. I, I didn't watch the second half because I felt like the second half was just a non-contest. Really, the game was done, and I feel like Limerick actually took the foot off the pedal a little bit. Their their accuracy, their sharpness was kind of gone. Like they still put up another eighteen points, but uh, I just didn't think they were. There. Or sorry, not eighteen points, thirteen points. But for me, watching back the first half, you talk about Cork not wanting into a fight, right? But the biggest disappointment, if I was a Cork supporter looking on, was the lack of effort and lack of intensity when they didn't have the ball. So you thought, you look at the Cork full back and you go, God, they got cleaned out, right? And they did. But if you look at the ball coming in, if you're in that full back line and you watch the Limerick half back line coming out or Limerick midfielders coming out, they're striking the ball under no pressure every single time. Every single time they're able to take that lovely ball into the corner, out in front of either Galan, Casey Manazan, or even on top of Flanagan, you have no chance. You have absolutely no chance. So Cork's work rate was not there. It doesn't mean you have to go in and start trying to, to fight the Limerick lads, but if you're not up in their face and they're not striking under pressure, you, you make them look like absolute heroes because they are unbelievable hurlers and you stand off them, which they did. That, for me, was the most disappointing thing that they didn't even go out right, we have to bring a savage work rate to this. And I think that's how Kilkenny turned Limerick over two years ago. They hit them the whole way through that game and they just got up enough of a lead. And Limerick came back into it like they did in, in the games we've seen now. But they, they were able to just keep barely ahead, barely ahead. Cork just didn't yeah. want to know about that. Like how they thought they could go, whatever about getting around Limerick when they're on the attack. But if the ball got turned over, to see lads, even Geroad Hegarty pulling up in the middle of the field, striking balls up, no one around him stop and hit the ball how you're doing that in the final acres room we've seen Limerick are able to score from the Barry, is the same. Barry Nash Dimmer Burns like the, that's I don't a half back hitting the ball on his, but like where was where were Cork and that for yeah. me was like that's just not good enough I think and, not, run, accept, not, I, and not acceptable 
I think everyone, um, well, fine, Liam, you don't accept it. Um, the but what do you think is acceptable? The, no, no, definitely you don't accept it. I wouldn't accept it either. But I think the one thing about like it's easy picking get at to get at the cork full back line, right? Because everything out the field, you're spot on, Liam. That's where it wasn't happening. Mm. The half back line, the midfield, the middle eight. Like before the game, I would say like. Yes, they need to engage, but you can play a Limerick game against them. You can't come up. Like that Cork team in here, trying to go at them physically is just a waste of time. So they had to do something. But to be trying to go around them, yes, is one game plan. But exactly as, as you said, not engaging with them and trying to track back, cut, you know, close off runs, mm. stop the channels. You're exactly right. There was none of that there. And you're thinking like, is that the occasion? Is that is that the coaching? What is that like? That's attitude. That is all. That's attitude. attitude. Yeah, I agree. You know? So I think I, I don't think, know. I think the narrative got to the Cork players like they won the minor under twenty. The Cork wave was coming. They had a fantastic red win tide. against Kenny. The red tide. If I heard that fucking red yeah. tide one more fucking time, I swear to God. Extra time. Eels <laughs> are cutting in now. It's coming. It's coming, Liam. The red tide has got the to fucking Giggles' his head. He's gone. Look, connection is yeah. gone. But it, 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 if you think about if you think about even Luke Mead who works his ass off to hold on he was due to go back and Mark Keane Lynch and have Coleman sit back in the pocket whereas Keane Lynch was on his own for most of the game like imagine being told if you were Keane Lynch you know what Keane you're going to be sitting there in the 45 yard line there's going to be no one around you for most of the game you can pop points throw fucking Harry Potter hand passes left right and centre all you want he wouldn't believe you like but that's actually what happened he was just like I couldn't get over the amount of space they gave him and he made everything else tick as well as well as Peter Casey, lads. I think you have to mention Peter Casey. Oh, he was, he was going to score 12 points. Oh, my he was God. Going oh. to score. He was going to break <laughs> all records from play, lads. No, O'Leary was taken off him the last day, and ridiculous. he made he made even more more bits of him this day or uh, under in the final. But you know what? He I felt sorry for right. him here. I felt sorry for him though as well, though, right? Because same point though. If you are feeding this lovely ball, mm. you can say, "Oh, he should be playing from the front." It's, it's no playing yeah. Peter Casey from the front. Like with that ball being hit on the angle, he had no chance. He'll, he could still turn over. Peter, Peter, Peter Casey's five points were from five different areas yeah. of the field. One of them was from his own half-back line. One of them was from under the Hogan stand. One of them was under the Cusick oh, stand. Cool. Just shows the movement and the fitness of the team. Um, Canucks game plan, their whole backroom team, their animals. Like, Owen Cadigan is a big man, lad, right? He's 6'2 and he's well, well built. He was standing beside Garrod Hegarty and he looked like a midget. Do you know what I mean? He did, he, yeah. He, he did. looked tiny compared to I felt to sorry for Owen Cadigan. I felt sorry for him out there. I felt, you know, I felt like if if I was thinking back on it, right, would Owen Canadigan get into the six backs of most counties in the country that, outside of, we'll say, Dublin and Leash? With me, I would say no. I would say he wouldn't start, and for him then starting for Cork, I felt that was a big worry. We flagged that as a worry. Now the whole Cork yeah. backline got cleaned out, but I felt really sorry for him. Like thirty five years of age, well, you know. Like he, Lamps he, like he's stuff. A, as I said last day, he's a stopper, and like Tom Morris, he was taken off in the last day. So you had to, did, he did, we had no other. No, choice. there's no one like, else. No I know, but that's remember. a that's yeah. a massive problem that there was no yeah. other choice like that. But he he looks tiny compared compared oh, no. to Gerard Hegarty or Guy oh, yeah, yeah, or most of them. There even 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 Keen Lynch is built as big as him, if not bigger than him. Like you know, weight wise and you know, solidness like that. So. He he's like he's one of the players, and we might speak about later about you know in terms of who's who's going to go out of there next year, you know that cartoon because they're going to have to they're going to have to breed in some I, new I, players I, there I, next I year. I was thinking about this realistically, right? You can't do this. Take Limerick out of this year's championship. 
I reckon most teams, there's not a point or two between the rest of those teams, between the Kilkenny, Cork, Waterford might be slightly a little bit ahead maybe, um, Tipperary, even Wexford, Gobbit, like it probably a very, very competitive landscape. Yeah. But, but Limerick yeah. are, are, I'd say, three steps ahead of everyone else at the moment. And yeah. it's hard to see where that gulf flows. You can see, you can rattle them for 15 minutes, you can rattle them for 35 minutes, but no one's able to live with them at the moment for 70 minutes of hurling. And it's very hard to see him being even toppled next year. What could topple him would be if the round robin farmer comes back. Because as it stands out, if you have to win four games, which they, which they no, I think it was four that they won, to win all Ireland, it's very hard to see him being beaten next year, again, to be fair to them. Like, they're just, there's no real weakness in any of the lines. It's very worrying. I can't see him. <laughs> like, I, I, was, I listened to Giggles last year, you know, after the war for game, I was thinking, like, John Giggles is down now, like, and he's on about Limerick, like, they're, they're gar- odds on for next year. I was like, Jesus, how the hell can you say that? Like, you know, do you just have to be beaten, relax now, some of it. But I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually going to say the same thing for next year. I, I can't see anyone getting near them. And like, unless, like, Cork don't have the players to come in now and and beat Limerick. Not next year. I say not for the next two to three years minimum. Waterford are a couple of players short, and they're probably as close to them as Cork are. And Liam um, Carroll has gone. If not closer, and Liam Carroll has gone. Yeah, like if they have tied the Barker back, you're daily. You know, if they straighten up that. They're still, you know, Manny, if he comes back into it, you know, I still don't, I still don't think they're off Limerick, you know, and, and Tipperary are probably going to, you know, if Liam Cal would in with Tipperary, he might, you know, they did test him the most this year, to be honest, Tipperary did, like they only lost yeah, by five points, I know. There's coming through, Sean, if you think about, like, say, Willie Connors, right, he came on in the other and final in 2019 and he was, had a fantastic 20 minute cameo against Kilkenny. Where is he now, like, he, he's doing the same, doing the same thing years later so you have to say Liam Sheehan won the All-Ireland has probably had a negative impact on Tipperary over the last two years because he's blooded no new players Uh, Watford in fairness like are bringing through players every year Galway are bringing through players every year Cork are brought brought through a lot of players every team is bringing through new players except Tip are sticking with the same tried and tested and Tip won the 2019 All-Ireland hurling final like you'd you'd expect something coming through I know Mark Keogh has probably come through but he's not he's not been He's doing the same thing they did in 2019 as well, right. coming on and maybe making a small impact. So I think Tipper are probably, if they have a few more retirements, which I expect they will. When you say Cahill is gone, is that official? It's not official, but you? like I can't. If Liam Cahill is front runner for that job, if he gets offered, he's not going to say, no, I'm going to stick with offer for another year. It's his dream job. It has been offered, so he will take it. Yeah, sorry. I just didn't know whether it was. Yeah, sorry, Giggles. Yeah, sorry. We're assuming he's gone. They, yeah, he, he should. I hope he doesn't go because I think we would have a good rat next year with Tiger. He's yeah. gone. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> it's going to be hard to see who's going to replace. And like I know, I hear Eddie Brennan is odds on for maybe Wexford, but if the Water County Board have their kind of smarts about them, they should be getting on to Eddie Brennan straight away. Like cause he's he's probably the one manager you'd say that kind of has maybe that rootless streak that Liam Cahill has that should come in and would really build even build on the team. Um, now he hasn't the big team experience but neither did Liam Cal I suppose that's what I'd be saying from the water point of view but back, back to the match you know, we're, we're going way off topic there lads the, the six the six Limerick backs are like yeah. I said after last year water couldn't play five forwards and Limerick Cork went to play attacking against them in fairness but mm-hmm. damn lads do you, do you ever see the movie called The Accountant with Ben Affleck in it he's like built like a yeah. shit house and he 
got the, the the wooden thing rolling the shins every night and I'd say Dan Mar- and Dan Marcy isn't accounted. I I'd say he is just anyone biggest arms and Gia to he could the body caught over two cartlets and the two cartlets were thrown out <laughs> over the side. He came up and then it's not even a big launch. You'd expect a big launch yeah. set from him. You know, a big fullback. A little quick pass up the line to I think it was Dermot Burns. Dermot Burns goes and the attack drives over the bar. Finn Nash is Sean like Finn that. Sean Finn is unbeatable I said it before oh, the other that no one's going to beat him he's just immaculate the way he plays but Joe, but Joe for me is a limerick though it's the selflessness and it's every time the ball to the better man who's in a better position they'll recycle they'll go sideways they'll go forwards they'll go backwards they don't mind and they actually don't mind who scores and that Galan goal that he got with Flanagan just shows that like they were throwing the ball around so well there was no one trying to better each other they just n- taking the best option each time they had 3 12 score from play at one stage and there were no frees in that 3-12 the first 3-12 they scored or sorry 2-12 that's just outrageous our final play, like it's one of those games everything they shot in the first half went over or was a score everything they touched it was just I, I, was, ra- I was raising Nick Land didn't score that last 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 free because he was lining up to it and the Limerick boys up the terrace had the flare going off and the smoke was coming down, and it was the last puck of the game, and I thought to myself, geez, that must be a brilliant free to hit, knowing there's no pressure on it. And he hit the bloody post, that was great, but it, it, it was just ridiculous performance. But I think someone I was telling me that the power stats the strength and conditioning guys do for the three halfbacks for Kyle Hayes, Declan Hannon, and Dermot Burns are up there on par with some of the Munster rugby players. Like They have the same physicality in terms of their power stats, which... Like Cork trying to run through him, Robbie Flynn, like great player, great year and all that. But like he tried to burst past Kyle Hayes and Declan Hannon twice, and he was thrown back out the field, literally like a rag doll. And what's the what's the metrics for power, lads? I don't know. Is that the, the Vox or the VO two? You Four, you know, Sean. force force times distance. Force times distance. There you go. So yeah, they 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 they, they were doing tests on Robbie O'Flynn how far they could throw him out the field. <laughs> and they could well, Robbie O'Flynn was well, he was conco- concussed after about nine minutes, and he had Kyle Hayes butt him into back of the, the back of the side of the head with the hurley. So you can give him an excuse. This is the thing as well about Limerick, right? And I I actually kind of like this about him. You know, there's all these things being shown now. The you know the Keen Lynch grabbing Tim O'Manny and pulling him over the shoulder and horsing him onto the ground, and Graham O'Catty snapping the hurl and all this kind of stuff. I have no issues with any of that stuff, to be honest. I don't either. No, I don't like, either. Like, do you know what? They do not give a shit. They're not here to be messed with. If you're going to take them on, they're yeah. going to fuck you around, and they won't take a step back. And for me, that kind no, of steel. I, I was, I wasn't making that point to have a whinge about it. I'm not saying, no. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying yeah. on Twitter, all over, like there's all these different things being shown. I was like, lads, look. Yeah. These lads are just uh, m- monsters. Is the word giggles use. They are monsters in a good way. Like I, the Keen Lynch didn't mean for him to land on his head like that. No, he I mean, did pull him over his shoulder though. Yeah, he did, but like, there's no way he went out to like land a fill in his head. No, but it was. As soon as you, he backs have been getting away with those dirty tricks for years. It's about time the forest stood up to you. I'm delighted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean, to be fair, to be fair, Graham Mulcahy's one was a bit was a bit dirtier now. Oh yeah, yeah. stopping Walk, her. Walking over, walking over. He didn't even have the hurley's hand, picking it up and snapping it. He's actually uh, probably the one person you'd nearly say is probably, you know, a surplus to requirements in that Limerick he's call setup, probably, like, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he still yeah. came on, tipped over a couple of points, I think, and he got hauled off again. Um, but I think he probably hang on to try and get the five in a row, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I think, to your point, Doggy, as well, they, 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 
they don't seem to have a, a 17 to 23 people that they're mad to throw on even when they were that far up who's coming there because they'll definitely eke out another All-Ireland out of that 16, 17 Connor players Boyden. but do they have another flow on coming to kind of keep that train going it's hard to know I think I think David Dempsey is a great player from the piercing and he was injured for a lot this year in the forwards and they've got a guy called Cahill O'Neill coming from the 20s who's going to be a serious player they He's only one, doing his leaving cert him He's only doing his leaving cert yeah They have a guy called Reedy Reedy they've got a man Cahill what's his name that came on bring back the other 18 year old with the red helmet yeah. and they've come back at some stage lads they've Richie English on the bench he's getting a bit older but they, they don't yeah I think they had a better bench two years ago, but they have a way better 15 yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but way better. Like, ridiculous. Shall you talk about Cork saying now you think they're two, three years away from beating a team like that? Obviously, after yeah. getting the Ireland final, like, the Monday after the Ireland final, after losing, you're rock bottom. It's horrible, right? It's a horrible feeling as yeah. a supporter. But to have lost in that manner and by that amount, like, how devastated were you on the Monday morning when you woke up after that? probably two hours sleep you had or whatever you had three hours sleep I was Monday morning I didn't have any uh, drop of drink on Sunday and I felt like I was a hangover all day Monday I was in like the mood was shocking no sleep pain in my head um, but and I was like the more I went on and the, 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 the second time watching it I was like you know this is really humbling for that team like this is gonna this is gonna etch into you know the likes of the younger fellas like you know and it's a lot of our younger, you know, you feel sorry for the likes of Horgan, you know, who's who's probably now maybe missed out in his All-Ireland. Um, but, like, they're still young, you know. I'm trying to think of it in a, in a positive way as well, that it, that'll be a heart that they'll carry, that'll drive them on to win in All-Ireland. But I can't see it happening in the next two or three years for the fact that there's too many unanswered questions in that team um, and that under-20 squad it'll take another two years for any of those to come back up in there and be seasoned and conditioned to play at that level to match or get near a Limerick team like that because they're going to be around for the next two to three years. Like, Nicky Quaid is the oldest fella in there. He is, in, is he in his 31 or two, is he? And then Declan Hannon is next, is he? Nicky's 30, Declan Hannon's 28. But, lads, the thing about it is, right, 2017, that Limerick team started to form, right? And they were beaten in both their championship games. And in 2018, they won the All-Ireland, right? And at the end of 2017, everyone was saying, Galway will go for two in a row now, three in a row. They're mm. young. They've got Canning. They're in their prime. They're young. They've got the Mannions coming through. Do you know, it, it, every year is different. And Limerick are lucky. They kind of seem to have a backroom team similar to what Kilkenny had where they have a huge consistency, so they will be difficult to beat. But who knows what will happen? Players get injured, players might get them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's injuries, it's a big thing, yeah. It's impossible. Like, right now, you stand here and you say you can't see anyway, anybody beating Limerick. But <clears throat> tip for 10 points ahead of them in the Munster final. Watford beat them in the league. They lost a few league. Like, they're not, no team is unbeatable. And I think Cork's, as as, as good as Limerick were, Cork were very bad. Oh, Cork were shocking. Mm. The Cork were shocking. I, I, I feel, yeah. And that, that's the most disappointing thing, I think, being a Cork person. You go up Cork, right, and you lose by your six, seven points. You threw everything at them. You matched them for what you had. You were 100% to their 100%, and you, you lose to a yeah. better team. You can take that exactly. defeat. Like, is in, you're still sick, and it's an Ireland final, you want to win it. But the way they lost, for me, 
the way they, I, I, I think they're rolled over to be honest you know and I think that's the hardest thing to look on and you talk about Johnny you want him to take that heart and nerve from it and those younger lads but it's also scar tissue like you know that kind of a hiding you know you're, you're starting off in your inter-county journey it's a hard one to recover from because there's no guarantee you get back to an Ireland final again I think it was one quote from Derek McGrath which I wouldn't ever quote him too often he, by the way he tipped Cork before the match what a scandalous thing to do um, was is we're as far away from Windy Ireland now as we ever were after that match and Cork are the same again they're back they're back at the start again so that, exactly do you know and that's yeah. a really hard really hard journey to start it's going to be a tough winter they're back into Club Hurling which is probably not a bad thing you get back out playing but I just feel for that Cork team I don't know it yeah, it's for you to say a few years, Shawnee, when we talk about this red tide, to say you think it could be three years away is, you know, you're coming up in nearly 20, 20 years in since an All-Ireland final. I mean, that, that, like, you can, you, you have likes of you counting that up, you know, from 2006, but they don't be, they're not, they're not interested in that. That doesn't bother but them. But you are they're, a supporter, though. Afterwards. I'm just saying, like. I'm not, I'm not, because it's going to, it's coming, and it's going to come very soon. It'll it'll come very very soon, probably sooner than I think in the two or three years. But I think, just in terms of watching a team to match that Limerick performance, we'll say I forget about that team, but that Limerick performance. That's what I'm looking at, and yes, that is on on the best day that they have had and the worst day that Cork have had. But at the same time, you know, there's you know there is players coming through. I mean, look, the emphatic wins we've had in the under twenty in the minor this year already will show that there's players down the middle of those teams straight away would, would be onto the panel that next year. Do you think the management team will stay on Shining or should they stay on Cork? Because surely they have questions to answer after that performance. Would you um, think Kingston will stay on? I think they will stay on, yeah. Do you think they, they, think they should stay on? Yeah. Why, why, why wouldn't they? They've got an Ireland fine. They've had a very, like, take that game out of it, they did a very good year. Like, you guys didn't expect them to get to an All-Ireland final. I backed them to win the All-Ireland in the middle of the league. Because um, I thought there was something similar, special there. Right, they've had a very similar year to what Waterford had last year. If you think about yeah. it, last twice to Limerick, right? Waterford didn't lose the final by as much, right? But they were closer in the first game. They beat Kilkenny in an epic semi-final. It's actually a very similar year that they had last year that Waterford had, and what everyone said Waterford had a good year. It's. Um, I, I would honestly say, Liam, and maybe bring Kilkenny into it. I'd say there's a lot of boys in Kilkenny on that senior panel who would be saying to themselves, Jesus. We might have dodged the bullet there by losing to Cork in an epic semi-final instead of going out. And I, I don't know would they have rolled over as easy or not. But uh, I, it I think Kenny, a big loss. I think Kenny would have lost the Ireland final to Limerick if they'd been Cork. I have no doubt. But I don't think Kenny would have won that match. But I don't think they would have lost by sixteen points. I, I don't think it would have been. I think they would have lost by six or seven points, which is not. It's still a good beat. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they weren't in the Ireland final, and I think that Kenny team is an average team anyway. So. I don't have, I don't really have any hopes for Kenny next year to be honest with you. Giggles that bet I reckon you're looking pretty good for that five hundred five hundred dollars. I'll give you four hundred to settle it now. How about that? No, I'll I'll I might as well give you five hundred <laughs> as four hundred. Um but like yeah, I, I, I kinda think like if I look look if you look at Kenny that like this like to reflect just not to reflect on Kenny too much, but I think we've probably nearly got as much out of that cohort as they could have as being there's some of those lads are a six, seven out of ten. Whereas Cork, you would think there you've higher aspirations for those for that bunch, Johnny, I would say, given their youth and given oh, yeah. their promise. Yeah. But, um so yeah, look, yeah, I, I yeah, 
It's hard. It's hard to see Limerick being beaten next year. You're right, Giggles. Any team can be beaten. We've seen that. They were beaten two years ago by Kilkenny. But I think the chance to get Limerick is an All-Ireland semi-final. Because you beat him anywhere else in the year except an Ireland final, it, they're, they're still in it. I think I think I think your semi final on the hop is the way, there's no one on the hop what's on the hop but you know I think that's your target of them if you you want to get them there is they're probably their most vulnerable because otherwise I can't see if they get to the Ireland final next year again I, I think that's I think that shock has gone out of them though as well like I mean if it's if it's going to be caught again it's because they're on the, the you know the downward you know pat of mm. the team I I think. Can you have already surprised him enough to say not they're not going to get caught again? I, I not, I, I not, yeah, I, I'm just saying as a team. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think, kind of, I think they actually kind of want to win another All Ireland by beating Kikini on the way. I think that's probably the next thing they have in their in their locker is they want to take that off as having winning All Ireland after beating Kikini. A... I wouldn't fancy Kikini playing next year now. To be honest, I wouldn't really look. Wouldn't, I wouldn't look forward. Wait, to it. TJ, retired. I think TJ'll stay for another year, but it's probably his last year. And will Cody stay? I'd say he will. I'd say he will. Yeah, I'd say he will. Because uh, he's not going to... Uh, it's Cody. Cody has to go himself. No one in Kenny County Board is going to say, Brian, you're sorry. We're not going to ratify you again. <laughs> so, I can't see him packing it in. So, I think he's going to be there with him again next year. Before, before we move on, let's say the, the All-Star team, that Sunday game team picked the other night. What did you think of that? Like, it's funny, because you did a giggles and you said... When you pick your team based on up until the Ireland final, is a very good way yeah. of picking Dawes stars because no matter what, that performance at the weekend, like it, it blurs its so ridiculousness. Like you know, like there's no <laughs> way you would have picked the Sunday game would have picked that team after, before the match. No, but yeah, I, I think I think Limerick deserve ten or eleven. I think I think the numbers were actually right. Maybe I would disagree with some of the players. Like I don't think Jack O'Connor should get one now. By the way. He's, he's, he just didn't perform in the other final. Patrick Horgan did stand up and battle away to the end, so maybe he would deserve one in the forwards. Uh, I, I still think, like, I know I, this people in Waterford might like it, but like, Conor Prunty had a great year, but damn Morrissey, lads, he's the full back of the year by a mile. And I think they, they didn't want to give all six Limerick backs an All-Star. Yeah. But if I was the All-Star team right now, I would pick all six Limerick backs. I'd, I would have picked Sean O'Donnell um, before the other in the final. I would have picked um, Patrick Horgan as well. But did Horgan um, really have a good? And he outside the Nicky Kenny match where he f- fired up. He he and he battled hard on Sunday. Very, 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 no, Patrick Horgan shouldn't be. No, he was quite outside of that, Sean. He was. He was. I, I th- well, I think he's the only, he's actually the only fellow to show in the All Ireland final. No, he did show. You know, fair to him, no, he did. You know, I think I think you could end up with a situation. I wouldn't be surprised that the team would be picked um, whenever it is, and there'd be no Cork player on it. And if you go back to 2008, right, when you go back to 2008, the only Waterford player that got an answer that year was Owen Kelly, because he was on fire during the year. But like, when you get to another final, you expect more than one All-Star. And Waterford yeah. didn't get one. I don't think a Cork player would get one. I don't um, think so, either, because of the give performance. I think, the I think they'll give one. I think for politically not giving one to a Cork team getting another final would be unheard of. That'll never Jack O'Connor might get it on purely on excitement, like that's his goals. That's what he'll I think Jack O'Connor will get. I think Jack O'Connor will get it. I don't think he deserves them, but I think he'll get it. Mm. He'd be the easy pick. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And yeah, uh, or, or, or Shane Kingston, even. You know, he's yeah. done as much as Jack O'Connor has done if you look over the whole year. See, that's why they're not going to get one. Lads. Yeah. I'd, say, I'd say 13 Limerick lads, Tony Kelly and. Um, 
Who's the other one that was a oh, search? Oh, Murphy might get it for the goal. Who? Oh, Murphy might get it for the goal. Murphy and Murphy and Tony Kelly are the only two. And they might give it to Quaid as well. Like, it's a gas thing where you can actually go and look at the All-Star team and say, this is how good Limerick are this year. You can make a case for every single Limerick player getting an All-Star. Yeah, you could. You can. Yeah. You, can Donovan, yeah. you put Daryl Donovan at the bottom of the list, right? Of, of that, he was man of the match in an Ireland semi-final. Semi-final, yeah. Semi-final, you score two points midfield in the final. You're in, like you can make a case for every single player, yeah. which is unheard of, and that shows the um, power and the kind of command they have over the championship this year. Like even in Kilkenny's best years, you'd say right, such and such won't have the hope, or so and so didn't have a great few games. He was taken off. But this Limerick team over the year, you say, you could actually pick the whole team as the All-Star team. What, what is it this year? Is it the hurling announcing football on the night? What, what's the rotation this year around? I, I have no idea what this year's rotation is, actually. Um, but they kind of tend to happen. They tend to kind of happen faster than previous years with the COVID because, you know, there's no real banquet, I don't think. Or there was that might be all, that might be all back on now that you're flying it there. Yeah, they might have one. Yeah, the banquet could be back on. They probably won't wait till after like the club season is over. Though. They'll probably just have it in the next month or so, just to put all the debates out there. It's gas when you look at all the debates, isn't it? People getting so pent up over someone's opinion, whether so-and-so should be in there or not. But, yeah. yeah. But I think it is a good rule. And I know they do the All-Australian here as well for the AFL before the finals even start. Like the quarterfinals and semifinals. You know, because it's because yeah. it's a league, it's a league league basis. Like if the old, st- I think the old style is back in next year with the groups, isn't it? They'll be hoping that they can't predict what will happen next year. If 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 that was the system, then it'd be easier to pick an all star team before the final yeah. night, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, it'll be just a monster championship again next year. Gigas, what way you caught for time here? You you still got a hard stop? I'm gone. Why is your hard stop? <laughs> but I, I have a good gigas corner. We'll do it. We'll do it the next time. We'll all do it right, next hold, week. Yeah, yeah, all right. Hold off. Hold off in the gigas corner. We'll come. We'll come back next week, and we'll do our next. Our next podcast. We'll do that good gigas corner that you've. Yeah, because lot yeah. of the lot of Kenny people they love that um, gigas corner you did last week, gigas, because it really took the knocked the stuffing out of the 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 red tide of Sean Leary and Cotton Lockton's loving. <laughs> they were so deflated at the end of that. I was so happy with that. Thanks for that. I was actually looking at the at the page when I was doing it, and I looked up and I saw Carl Nocton's face. I was like, "Oh Jesus, I'm after <laughs> doing something wrong here." Anyway, this this is the worst this is the worst uh, received Giga's corner of all time. Oh, it was so <laughs> good! I got a few people messaging me about it, and I, yeah, the proverbial lead balloon. Yeah, well, uh, for some people, yeah. <laughs> like my mother was coming to you about it, saying it was a disgrace. Yeah, of course she, she never was. My, before you go, is my, my mother said, "Well, have you spoken to Shani yet?" And I said, "No, I've deliberately not rang." He doesn't him. call. He doesn't talk to me anyway. He never rings me. Uh, I only uh, talk to him in the podcast. Uh, I said, "No." I said he'd be fairly raw. She goes, "Oh, Liam, wasn't that kind of a match at all? They got beaten by so much, or he like he couldn't even like she was just trying to like pretend it didn't happen." Yep. I said, "I can guarantee you, Shani's not feeling like that. He'd be pure depressed off his head." So I waited oh, till like after Wednesday night. It was low on Monday, but I um. No, don't get too too high on the on the wins and going to get low on the losses, oh, Liam. That's lovely, shine. That's lovely few words. We'll we finish. Oh. We'll finish. We'll finish on that. Look, because you have your hard stop. Enjoy the pumpkin soup, and um, we'll be back again next week, episode ninety. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Thanks, Shawnee. Thanks, Giggles. Academia. Thanks, Sonny. Talk to you soon. Good luck. Good luck. Hard luck, Shawnee. Good luck. Mm-hmm.